I am guilty of occasionally using this podcast to vent. I'll admit it. Oh, sour grapes, Tony. You stayed too long in a company that was never going to reward you for your input. You didn't have a great relationship with your boss. Find a bridge. Get over it. Here's the thing. It's been six months since I walked away. It had been extremely unpleasant for a while. Lots of talented co-workers left, and I felt stuck. I tried to apply for other jobs, but never got the offer. Well, except for that one time I did, but and there was a pandemic and the job disappeared. That sucked. And honestly, afterward, I kind of stopped applying. I was in my own head. I started to think I was too old or too depressed or just not good enough to get hired for anything. But the point of starting artists is helping other people who feel stuck or need to make a next move and just can't quite make themselves do it. I hovered my finger above the send button on my resignation email for literally a half an hour. I just stared, and I went through every bit of that toxic doubt and self-hatred and hopelessness in my head over and over on loop. I couldn't do it. I'd been there for so long. I had done so much I was proud of. Lots of co-workers looked up to me as a leader and creative, but it was doomed. I was never going to be the guy making the calls there, and I'd reached the end of my love for the position that I was basically keeping warm. I knew I was worth much more than they were willing to admit. I wasn't a cog. Couldn't just blindly follow along when I didn't genuinely believe in the direction, and no one seemed to care anymore when I suggested another. I knew I couldn't keep doing it, and I was I was a little humiliated. It was also my fault for sucking it up as long as I did and just hoping that leadership would somehow have a change of heart. Maybe I'd catch them on a good day. Then I clicked it. Two weeks flew by. I spent much of that time having conversations with colleagues about what had been going on, how they were feeling, what we all wished were better, and restating our mutual admiration. Wait, you're leaving? The company, of course, would continue without me. It it always would have. But the angry part of me still hopes that they feel it. I hope some folks notice what's no longer there. I hope my voice and contributions actually did matter. It would be a shame if I cared that much for that long for nothing. Ultimately, I have to decide whether it was worth it. I know that. Six months out, I'm happier. I'm, I'm working with clients constantly. I'm learning new things. I'm feeling appreciated and respected. It, it's an adjustment. I'm, I'm taken aback by people being glad that I'm on a team, trusting me, com- complimenting me, without adding an asterisk. You're so brilliant, and you write such creative stuff. 
But could you just not be so you? You could really be successful and make my life a lot easier if you'd just shut down your entire personality and do what you're told. Wait your turn. Nope. You took my turn. You didn't deserve it. You didn't earn my respect once it became your turn. And it's not like I didn't try. I'm good at making things happen. I'm good at making words appear. I'm good at making people rethink direction when I'm not sure it'll get us where we want to end up. I'm good at honesty. I said many times over the years that the things that would make me a great manager or creative director were exactly the reasons I'd never become one there. I knew. I knew where I was and what was happening and who was in the way. But I was in denial, I guess. It wasn't me. I wasn't the problem. You aren't the problem. Damaged goods or not, depressed or not, anxiety or not, you can find a new spark. You can make the leap. You just have to be committed to it, to yourself. And that's hard when you're in the kind of position that makes you need to make that kind of change. It's hard to believe in yourself with all the confidence in the world when you're in a situation that makes you feel less like yourself. It makes you doubt your abilities. It makes you feel drained and joyless every day. Do it. My God, do it. Talk to a therapist. I did. Talk to colleagues who have left. Reach out to people who built you up in the past. But don't just keep taking it. Don't waste time blaming them. Don't waste time blaming yourself. It won't help. In my conversation with Paula Rogers' last episode, she often went back to two things when making a change in her life, chasing a passion and pivoting in a new direction that would give her more of what she wasn't getting where she'd been. That's the formula. It's pretty obvious. She was willing to work for it, take classes, change fields, expand her network into new territories, things she'd maybe even overlooked in the past. You have to make it happen. But it's only going to happen if you get started. It may not be a job. Maybe work is fine. It's not the thing that's eating at you. It's a nagging feeling like you could or should be doing more. That there's a creative project inside you, a longing to be more and share more and sing more of yourself to the universe, to tell a story that isn't being told or told in a way that rings true to your experience and your vision. Maybe you never nurtured that part of yourself. Do you have a hobby? Not scrolling TikTok either. Do you have a positive creative outlet? 
something that builds you up and energizes you. I have the capability to make a lot of my interests and individual skills into hobbies, but I don't. I could have started a webcomic decades ago. I didn't. I could have started freelancing or shooting my own short films or writing political speeches for candidates with good ideas and weak arguments. The only hobby I've stuck with over the years is podcasting. I've been podcasting for over a decade. It's fun. And now I have this show. My interviews. My personal reflections. And I hope it's helpful to someone. It's helping me because I enjoy it. I could just write blog posts on my website. And I could share those posts on LinkedIn. But I prefer these stories. I prefer a human touch. I like to get my personality and experience and views out this way. For now, maybe I'll call it the end of season one at some point and pivot for a while. I don't make money off this show. I, I lose money. I, in fact, I spend it to host the episodes. I haven't advertised the show. My mistake. But just word of mouth. I post it on my feeds and hope guests will tell their friends. Kind of organic. It wasn't about making this my full-time job. It was about pursuing a hobby I still enjoyed, making something that was my own, and not because someone told me to promote something at work. Just for fun. To see where it went and what it became. I've passed 10 episodes. I hope anyone who listens enjoys the show and that you'll tell a friend or two. Reach out to me and let me know if something has stuck with you. If a conversation or monologue episode was helpful to you in some way. I'd love to hear from you. In conclusion, I've been happier. The change was hard. I didn't know how it would go. I still haven't really figured out marketing my new business, but I've been busy the whole time. People have been reaching out to me for production work, strategy work, writing work, voiceover. I'm feeling useful again. That's important to me. I don't need everything to revolve around me, but I do need to feel like my contributions actually matter, that I'm adding something good to the effort, that something is better because I'm working on it. That still feels good. What do you still love about what you do? What would you rather be doing? I come from a long line of lifers. I've only had two jobs since I left college. I thought I was on the right track or that the right track would become available to me because I was good at what I did. Nope. I had to change directions because I was just walking and walking and not actually getting anywhere. And it was killing me. I wasn't just applying to every job opening I saw. I was really asking myself, would I be happy doing that? Would I just be jumping into another dumb situation? Invest in your happiness. Sounds like mushy life coach nonsense, but it's true. You only get one shot at this life. There's a lot we can't control. 
but you control your next choice, your next step. Start what will be your new project or new business. I got some freelance work on the side and that helped. I wasn't jumping without a parachute, but my parachute didn't have a cord. I had to find it on the way down. But hey, there's nothing like jumping to force you to really put in the effort to find it. Take steps. Take a step. If you let other people, or worse, your employer, determine your career path, your self-esteem, your happiness, it won't end well. Do you know how many resignation emails I wrote before the one I actually sent? A bunch. One was a haiku. True story. It's worth the half hour with your finger frozen over the send button. On the next episode of Starting Artists, my conversation with Sonia Ballantyne, a self-described creative native, a filmmaker, writer of many kinds, public speaker, sensitivity consultant, podcaster, you know, Sonia is a Swampy Cree creator of many talents. And man, do we have a fun conversation. Interesting life, interesting career, and someone I'm really glad I got to know. More pro wrestling talk in this conversation than all the others combined so far. It's a good one. I'm Tony Sadowski. I'll be back in two weeks. Bye, y'all. For you to bear, you drift to a bridge somewhere.